And I'm going to pray right now, in fact, before we go further. Uh, if you've got a healing need, I just feel, uh, Pastor Scarlett, I just feel led of the Lord right now okay. to pray for healing needs. Mm-hmm. If you have a healing need, you just put your hand on yourself. You know, the Bible says that these signs will follow them that believe they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's so right. whatever is sick, if it's you, put your hand on yourself. Yeah. If it's somebody else in your room there, a uh, husband, wife, uh, you know, loved one, mm-hmm. put your hand on them yeah. and believe God. Amen. Yeah. And so let's just pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, Jesus. Lord, we just thank you for the extended hand of faith yes, towards uh, the, these folks, our, our, our congregation, those who are watching. Father, I thank you for touching them, healing their bodies. You, I command sickness and weakness and frailty yes. to go in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Father, I thank you for uh, healing. If there's, you know, they're talking about people that have underlying medical, you know, conditions being especially vulnerable to some of this. But in the name of Jesus, I command those things to be healed. That's right. Too. Yes. If someone has diabetes, that has to be, be uh, changed in Jesus' name. Go yeah. from that body in the name of Jesus. Yeah. If it's, uh, you know, some other respiratory thing or chronic condition or chronic emphysema or what it, what, it, what would you call uh, bronchitis, whatever, something like that. A weak immune systems mm-hmm. in Jesus' name. If you have a weak immune system, you need to start speaking to that right now in Jesus' name and yes. confess by faith, my immune system is strong. That's right. I'm the healed and the whole of the Lord. Nothing broken, nothing missing. That's right. And... Um, when when uh, bacteria and virus and germs come to, to to me, they they have to flee. That's right. In Jesus' name. Amen. So Lord, we give you all the glory. I just lift your hands right where you are and you, at home. Thank lift you. your hands and say thank you, Father, for your healing Jesus. power, your healing touch, and um, and um, and let the goodness of God wash over you. Amen. And uh, then begin to do what you couldn't do. If you couldn't walk, walk. If you couldn't. You know, sit up, sit up. If you couldn't see, look and see. Read the word. Do something yeah. by faith that That's you couldn't right. do before. Amen. Amen. Before we get into the what we have on our heart to share with you tonight, there is one scripture that I want to just read uh, about the coronavirus uh, and our nation and all that's come against the whole world. Um, Isaiah... 59, and I, you know, it's interesting, uh, Scarlett, I preached on this, um, what, a couple of months ago? Yeah. Two Sundays we preached on this scripture, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> proves to be kind of a prophetic word, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. Didn't even realize it but at the time, but Isaiah 59 in verse 19 says, when the enemy, I'm going to turn on a little more light here. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, this, um, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Well, I, 
You know, I read that and heard that verse for years mm-hmm. and never realized what a standard was. You know, you would think of, a, when we hear the word standard, we think a standard of living or a mm-hmm. standard to live your life by, you know, standards. So does that person have any standards? Right, yeah. But really it's a military term because he's talking about the Lord in, mili- in, in the enemy from, from a military standpoint. And he says, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against them, which means a declaration of war. And so you might have seen maybe movies where they have a, like a Roman Empire era, which is, which of course that's, this is written before Roman Empire, but it's older. Yeah. But in ancient armies, they would oftentimes raise a battle flag or battle standard, mm-hmm. it's called. And so it was on a pole and sometimes would be ribbons coming down. And it would be, if you saw that, you knew the game, you know, all bets are off, as we say. Right. Diplomacy's over. Time for talking's over. We're going to start killing one another here. And so the standard, the Lord, when the Lord lifts up a standard against you, I think you're pretty well done. You know, it's it's kind of rough, isn't it? Yes. And so this is how many could could, could testify and, and agree that this coronavirus and all that it brings with it. You know, Kenneth Hagin used to talk about sickness. He says, I don't know why anybody could believe that sickness is God's will. Mm-hmm. He said, now think about it. It's not just the sickness on the person that's sick, but he says, I've seen families struggle with the one sick person. To where it starts eating up their finances. Oh yeah. Um, starts uh, taking all their time, all their attention. Uh, sometimes the caretakers themselves break down because mm-hmm. there's so much strain and effort on their on their part. And so, um, if 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 being if sickness itself or virus or a disease, a plague, does not qualify as the enemy then I don't know what would. Right. So all these people that believe, I'm, I'm just on this again, all these people that believe that this thing is God's will and mm-hmm. he's doing it and he's working his wily ways, you know, <laughs> I think they've got the. I think they got God mixed up with the devil. Oh, yeah. But, but so they should be praising the coronavirus and, and uh, embracing it and going out and trying to get it because mm-hmm. if it's a blessing of the Lord and he knows what he's doing and all that, then they better just try to get it. I mean, that's, that's that's where it would lead you to if you think logically about right, it. Yeah. So this is just ridiculous. I mean, it really, I have no tolerance. I've never had tolerance for this, and I'm getting worse. <laughs> but I, I have no tolerance for the thought of that this is God's doing and somehow. No. Uh, because it's it's an enemy. Yes, it is. And it's an enemy of uh, of our, look what, it, look what the enemy has declared war against people's very lives, yeah. their health, mm-hmm. their finances, their livelihoods, right. uh, their sanity, you know, yeah. uh, being all locked up and everything, you know. Sure. We were saying, thank God, Scarlett and I were saying, thank God we like each other because, <laughs> you know, we locked up in the house <laughs> for like now we've already, you know, Florida, we've really technically, some of us have already been kind of under orders for about two weeks now. Oh, yeah. And uh, 
different parts of the state. Mm -hmm. And um, then it got to where there was nowhere to go anywhere anyway, you know. Mm -hmm. The parks are closed. The beaches are closed. The restaurants are closed. Everything's closed. Mm -hmm. And now, starting tomorrow at midnight, more is going to be closed. Right. Anything considered, you know, not non-essential will be closed. Mm -hmm. So, um, my point is, this is certainly an enemy. Yes, uh, this scripture just really stands out to me. Mm -hmm. So, and it has come in like a flood. If you look at the map of the cases, you know, they they turn everything red. Yeah. Uh, on that, it it just covered it covered the the nation like a yeah. like paint. Right. So that would be like a flood, right? Mm -hmm. When it's come in like a flood, and they say the actual words are, the hospitals are being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Well, the whelm, being overwhelmed is, is, is used in the Bible as a flood, floodwaters. Sure, yeah. You know, when my soul is overwhelmed. In other words, it's just something that's, being overwhelmed in a ship means that you can't bail it fast enough. Mm -hmm. You can't pump it out fast enough. It's like the Titanic. The water's coming over in, inside faster than you can get rid of it. Right. And so that's a flood. Mm -hmm. And that's how this thing feels, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a, it's like, and the news headlines just almost get, grab your breath. And now they're talking the possibility of National Guard in the street and all these things. Well, anyway, the Spirit of the Lord, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him and declare war on him. And I believe that when the Lord declares war on you, you're pretty well done. It's like David and Goliath. Yeah. You know, uh, David said to the giant, he said, um, the uh, armies of the living God whom you have defied. Mm -hmm. And so I, I said Goliath was a very large man with a very tiny brain because... <laughs> He should have thought, he should have thought, oops, uh-oh, I thought I was going to just beat this 17-year-old shepherd boy out and maybe take on a few, you know, Jews standing over here on the hill. But instead, he was like, you haven't declared war on us, you've declared war on God, yeah. so bye-bye. And so, I believe that as long as we're, hey, we're the salt of the earth, as long as we're in the earth, Amen. and we're walking and living daily for with the Lord and for the Lord, um, we have a right to push back against this. Oh, yeah. Now, if you believe that it's God's will for you to be sick, then God bless you in that. Let us know how that goes for you. With this virus, it ain't going too well. Mm -mm. But uh, we believe that sickness is of the devil. Yeah. Because in Jesus' ministry, he said um, that... Um, that uh, he went about healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And then it glissed, you know, all the diseases that were healed. Right. So disease, according to the New Testament, yeah. unless you're reading Mad Magazine from your pulpit instead of the Bible <laughs> or Reader's Digest, the Bible says that sickness is oppression of the devil. Yes. I'll just stick with Jesus. You believe what you want. But uh, I, I believe that, don't you? Oh, it's definitely. It's oppression of the devil. And so we're, let's get with God on this in prayer and faith, and um, if we haven't already, and just say the Lord has declared a standard war, declaration of war against this illness. Yes. And and then pray. You could, there's so many ways you could pray about this, right? Right. Like you could pray for the researchers yeah. that they can find a cure. You could pray for 
those that are we, we really need to lift up those in the medical oh, yes. field and so forth yeah. um, workers are becoming infected on a daily basis some of the police officers are becoming infected on a daily basis and so we need to pray for so many areas it's just you, we could be talking here three hours about right. that right yeah but uh, you just you just keep all those things in prayer and while you're praying, pray for Pastor Scarlett and I. You know, we normally go out and do meetings and, and that kind of thing. And the, that's part of the way the Lord uh, blesses us. And uh, those things are being postponed. If they have to be. And um, so anyway, we're trusting God too. Amen. You know, aren't we? Yes, every we day. Every day. And thanking Him every day. Yes. So um, praise God. You know, let's just pray for... Let's just keep praying for all of our, uh, if you think I don't have anything to do and I'm bored, well, get on your face before God. And, I know, it's a wonderful time to pray. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Spend time with the Lord. What are we talking about tonight, Pastor You know, I was Scarlett? thinking also along those lines, um, I remember a story about John Osteen, Joel's father. Yes. Uh, he got on the airplane and he sat down beside a gentleman that was reading the newspaper. That's how long ago it was. Yes. <laughs> People used to read the newspaper. Yes. And he's, he looked at him and he had, uh, John Osteen had his Bible and he said, look, I've got the good news. You've got the bad news. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> and, um, and so I think that there's so much bad news that, that we, you know, we want to know what's going on. We right. want to, to keep ourselves informed. But also, I think that it can really impart so much fear if you just leave it on and leave it on and leave it on yeah. and leave it on. And um, so our encouragement tonight is to, to open your Bibles, you know, and, and really, um, sometimes it's good to get on our knees and pray. I mean, Paul did that. He, yeah, you know, he right. bowed his knee. And, and I think there's something really powerful about that. I do too. Getting on your knees and praying and, uh, um, yes. And so what we wanted to talk about tonight was, uh, um, there, you know, we can pray in English and the Word of God and the Bible has a lot of prayers yeah. in the, in the Word. There's, of course, the prayers in Ephesians. And, yeah. And really a lot of the epistles have wonderful prayers. And yes. you can insert your name, your family's mm-hmm. name, your children, you know, and yeah. pray all those prayers. Uh, but then also, there's a supernatural way to pray. Yes. And we want to just mention this to y'all tonight because uh, some of you know about praying in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. It's a supernatural prayer, and um, it's utterance from God. Right. You can pray supernaturally for people, we were talking right. about tonight, right. for the medical field, for the research, yes. for... Uh, you know the first responders for all the the uh, police officers etc and and communities and you know all around the world i mean there's yeah. so much prayer to be made and sometimes it can be overwhelming thinking about it yes. but as you pray in the holy ghost the bible says yes. in romans 8 the spirit of god helps helps our weaknesses where we know not to pray what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit himself yes. he helps us he makes yes. a decision and um so it can accomplish so much in the realm of the spirit. Yeah, amen. And so uh we were talking about the other day how uh how we got filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And of course David was just a young a young boy. Ten years old. Ten years old. So he's been filled with the Holy Ghost <laughs> how many years? Oh uh, well I was tortured into it, but I did get it at least. <laughs> and um, we won't talk about how long we got that was. <laughs> 
few years. Um, So anyway, and I was 17 when I was filled with the Holy Ghost because we, I grew up in a denomination that really they, they kind of skipped over the book of Acts. Yeah. (laughs) They just never mentioned it. Yeah. And like Brother Hagen used to say, you know, they, they would preach on 1 Corinthians chapter 11, but they'd skip 12. But they would really emphasize 13, yeah. the love chapter, but they'd skip 14. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't That's know right. why. I don't know why they would do these things. Just afraid. Maybe, yeah. So I was so thrilled to find out at 17 about this supernatural experience. Yes. That any believer could receive. Yes, amen. And I just never, I never heard of it. And I thought, this is wonderful. My best friend got filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. She got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. And she didn't know a lot of scriptures about it because she was such a new believer. Yeah. But it changed her life. Yes. And so she started talking to me about it. And we stayed up till 2 a.m. in the morning talking about it. And then I prayed and the Holy Spirit came yes. into my heart yes. to overflowing. And then I began to speak in tongues. And, you know, it was just such a supernatural way uh, of God really showing his presence. Yes. And I think before that time, I wondered, is God really real? I mean, I had these kind of fleeting doubts, even though I had right. Jesus in my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, up until that point, it was always like, is he really real? Does he yeah. really exist? Right. But after I was filled with the Holy Ghost, it was... So God was so real to me. Yes. And always has been since. Yes. Then. So um if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, it's if and you know, if you're born again, that's just the only prerequisite yes. is being born again. And once you ask Jesus to, to come into your heart, then you're a candidate. You're you you can be filled with the Holy yes. Ghost. And it can be so easy to do just to receive it, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, sometimes people will ask, you know, well, what does it mean to be Pentecostal? What does it mean to be um, to be uh, a charismatic or, you know, whatever? And, you know, <laughs> there's there's been, I think there's been an emphasis sometimes so much on the manifestations mm-hmm. that we have failed to teach properly on the purposes yes. of these things. Right. And, uh, you know, you know, and we need to give everybody a break because some people are just more exuberant than others anyway yes. in life. Well, you know, that's you, true. You, I've been to professional uh, ball games, you know, like baseball games, football games basketball and you know i mean people have different ways of expressing themselves some people just sit there in their seats and clap a little or maybe they'll stand up if a if a you know uh, something's happened their team is winning but there's people that are just like <laughs> fanatics you know like fanatical it's about true. it right they paint their face and they you know wear whatever and you know, gizmos and their hair and whatever. And, uh, I mean, they, they, they decorate their car and they, they oh, yeah. scream the way all the way there and scream while they're there and <laughs> scream all the way home and carry on. And, and they're like, they're obnoxious almost, <laughs> you think, but, but that's their thing they're excited about. And in Pentecost, you know, we've had the exuberant people before. Yes. And, uh, I don't know. I think there was a period of time in my life that I would just think, oh my God, I wish they wouldn't act like that or, you know, have to be so wild every service or something. 
But now I kind of like it because <laughs> I think everybody should do what they feel led to do. With I mean, obviously, we don't want people taking over the service, and you know, you know what I mean, right. like disturbing. It, it, Brother Hagen used to say, "Don't do anything just to attract attention to yourself." That's good because then your motive gets a little funny, right? And I think we saw maybe some of that back oh, there. Yeah. You know, people in all circles mm-hmm. trying to draw attention to themselves. Yeah. And that's when it gets kind of icky. Right. You know, if I can use that word icky. Yeah. But it kind of makes you just feel almost sick to your stomach like this isn't, this isn't. So, but if what you're doing is bringing glory to God, so maybe you, maybe you pray a little louder or sing a little louder. You're more, more hand clappy or something than somebody else. Um, a friend of mine was in a service where they were singing uh, that song, um, I'm free to dance and I'm free to run and I'm free to shout oh, yeah. his name. And she came in the back room where there were some preachers and they had just sung that song was the big song. And she said, uh, now am I free not to do that if I don't want to? <laughs> and I think that's maybe where the rub has come. You know, the, 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 the freedom people get mad at the ones who maybe just don't, they're just not into it at that right. point. point. And you know what? God doesn't care one way or the other. <laughs> You're not getting, you know, you don't get points with God by volume. <laughs> it's true. Or by action as far as, you know, the more you. Well, my mother, you know, my mother, they, they used to say to my mother, you know, God's not, because my mom's a kind of a loud prayer, you know. Mm-hmm. And they'd say, Sister Horton, God's not deaf, you know. And she says, yeah, but he's not nervous either. There you go. <laughs> so there's, That's right. there's, I mean, you know, to each his own is what yes. I say. But uh, being Pentecostal really technically from the word has nothing to do with, uh, with, you know, how loud you are, or if you wear your hair in a certain style or, no. you know, whatever. It has to do with this experience that happened on the day of Pentecost, and that's why it's called Pentecostal. That's right. And um, so, you know, the the Spirit, I want to look at that a minute, and then we're going to go back over to Romans 8, but um, is, is anyone enjoying this that's watching? <laughs> I am. Or did you mute the pastor? <laughs> Let's play mute the pastor game, you know. But uh, Jesus told them what was going to happen. In Acts 1, 8, you shall receive power. Uh, uh, you shall receive Because he told them to go, you know, tarry in Jerusalem, you know, in, in that upper room. And we, you know what, that's, I love that place. You know, when we, a couple of times I've been to Israel on a tour, I love, the upper room is one of my favorite places mm-hmm. because of what happened there. Right. Mine and, too. and it is the actual spot because, uh, it's, um, the Bible talks about it being, um, Peter, you know, talks about it being above the, the patriarch's grave above David's tomb. Mm-hmm. And it is the room that sits above David's tomb. It's, David's tomb has been there forever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about how I old know. that is. And then up above it's the upper room. And um, so you realize that you're in the actual place where this happened. Isn't that beautiful? It really is. And uh, But he says, you shall receive power after the, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Uh, and, and, and power for what? Just to shout and scream? Um, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that ain't what it's for. 
It's you shall be a witness unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Now, what does it mean to be a witness? Well, um, you t- you're testifying. A witness testifies in a court of law. So you're testifying to the world the goodness of God mm-hmm. and the power of God and demonstrating it. Yeah. Um, also, I like to put it this way, as far as being a witness, I, you know, we sing that old um, spiritual, uh, I wasn't there when they crucified the Lord, but the Holy Spirit was there. Yeah. And so he can, we can tell that gospel story as if we were standing right there. And I've told that story and I almost feel like that I witnessed it, even though I've only seen depictions of it maybe in movies and things. But you feel like you were there. Yeah. And I think the reason you do is because the Holy Spirit is witnessing through you yes. to a lost and dying world. Praise God. Um, the, be- the beauty of the passion. Right. Which is really worth talking about. We're coming up on Palm Sunday. Oh, yeah. And then Easter. Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, let's look. And then what happened in Acts 2 when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began, and they all <laughs> began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And the interesting thing is that the end result of of uh, of this uh Peter had an opportunity to preach the gospel. Yes, that's right. And at the end uh it says that there were um uh 3000 souls that gladly received the word and were baptized. That's right. And um so it's quite a harvest. Well, the point is, is that it is the it is the point of the infilling mm-hmm. is the harvest, yes, and the power to harvest. It's amazing to me people that don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit sometimes how well they actually do. Mm-hmm. You know, with the um, some some you know how they actually how well they do witnessing and getting souls saved with no Holy Ghost. Yeah, so. Think what you could do if you, you know, if you're that good at soul winning. Think mm-hmm. of how much better you are. Sure. With with this experience. Right. Yeah. For sure. Um, now, Pastor Scarlett, why don't you expound a little while on what happens by praying in tongues? Because uh, they have these other tongues, right? Right. Yeah. Romans eight um, has some things to say about praying in the spirit. Yes. And how does that relate to what we're all experiencing now? Well, of course, you know, praying in the Spirit would be uh, praying in other tongues, yes. with other tongues. And um, it's supernatural prayer that uh, comes from our heart, not our heads, right. not our... Uh, emotions. Not our emotions, right. and certainly not, you know, our uh, natural language, yeah. whichever, whatever right. language we would speak. Um, it's a heavenly language. Right. And so um, 
and and it, you know it, it's part supernatural and part natural. Yeah. And I think sometimes people it seems so mysterious because um, it is supernatural. But God uses our vocal cords. He yes. uses our tongue. Yes. He uses our you know. Um, willingness to speak out in other tongues but he gives us the unction the utterance and um and really it's it's so simple sometimes we miss it you know we think it has to be this well you know, like yeah. you said what you went through a kind of a rigmarole yeah. of things that right. you have to go through at an altar well yeah. i got filled with the holy ghost in my bedroom you know just yeah. ask god fill me right now with the spirit of god and then just i just began to speak in right right tongues. amen so it can be very simple and very immediate you know and uh, that's the good thing about it. it. You don't have to make it hard. It doesn't have yep. to be hard. Right. Praise God. Um, and promise to do better. And Oh, yeah. 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 Right. No. Swear uh, off country western music. Or <laughs> and so, um, and I was thinking about, the, you know, because some people say, well, I just don't see the importance of this. But Paul, he really emphasized the importance of it, even when he was correcting some of the abuses. Yes. And um, just because he corrected something doesn't mean that we just don't do it. Uh, certainly not uh, the case with communion. Yes. Because he corrected the way they were carrying on with communion. <laughs> right. But we still take communion, don't we? Yes. And uh, most churches do. Uh, so you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, as they say. And uh, with speaking in other tongues, it is vitally important. I mean, it is so powerful and um it helps us in so many ways. Right. And one of the ways I was thinking about today, David, is because sometimes people right now are lonely. Yeah. You know, we have each other here, but some people live yeah. alone. Yeah. And, um, and very isolated. Very isolated. And, uh, this is a perfect time to, to activate the Holy Ghost in your life. Right. Pray in the Holy Ghost yes. and let Him fellowship. You know, you can fellowship with the Lord and be in His presence. Yes. And so um, you don't have to feel lonely and um, forsaken, you know. Right, so, right, right. Anyway, I wanted to emphasize, say what Paul said about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 5. He said, I would that you all spake with tongues. Yes. You know, that's that's one of his statements. He wanted everybody to speak in tongues. Oh, y'all. He was oh, from y'all. southern Italy. He, <laughs> and then in the same chapter, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 18, he said this. He said, I speak in tongues more than you all. Yeah. And they were a pretty tongue-talking church there. Yes. They? Yeah, they were. In Corinth, in Corinth. So he must have done it. Paul must have done a lot of praying in the Spirit. Yes. And, um, and when so, he was isolated so much, well, that's in, right. In jail, he was in jail, yeah. And he had the victory. You know, never once did he write and say, "Well, I'm about ready to throw in the towel. I'm burned out." Right. You know. No, he didn't. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Isn't that's it? right. I, there was this one ministers uh, group that I used to be a part of, and and they said they'd say, um, uh, which I'm no longer a part of this one, but they uh, they I. Um, I'm a part of two groups, but this was uh, another one. And uh, they said, uh, you know, we're going to have this, uh, you know, ministers, annual ministers conference. And are you coming? And um, and I said, no. And they wrote, well, if no, explain. You know, this is on the form. And I said, because you all talk too much about 
your troubles and trials, you know, and how discouraged everybody's ready to, uh, and how many's burnt out, and they have a prayer line for the burned outs. And I'm thinking, burned out? How can we be burned out? We've got the Holy Ghost and fire, and, and uh, you know, we've got the greatest commission in the world, and, you know, we... You know, we we don't burn out. We fire up. Well, you know, I, right. I just, I just, I just couldn't handle it. I, I, I never went back. I just thought this is not my group. You know, right? But I thank God for my groups that I'm a part of. Know. You know, with uh, the Church of God and with sure. uh, with Rama. You know, I'm happy. I thank God. You know, but there's victory there. But this other group, I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to do, but they had no victory. Well, and the, the Bible talks about praying in tongues. Speaking in tongues is a refreshing. Yeah. It's a refreshing. Yeah, right, right. So it helps us keep from burning out. Yeah. But all this, the burned out club. <laughs> and then I, I thought about today it in Luke does. 11, um, the disciples said, Jesus, teach us to pray. Yeah. As John also taught his disciples to pray. Yes. And so you see the longing for, uh, they, well, the disciples knew the importance of, and the, these men have prayer lives. Yes. And it's very evident because of the results that they're having in their, yes. in their ministries. And, and so he, you know, they were saying, teach us to pray. Yes. Well, you know, we can't teach people to pray in tongues, but we can teach people about yes. praying in tongues. Yes. And the importance of it. Yes. And I think that pastors and teachers need to teach their congregations yes. about being filled with the Holy Ghost yes. and praying in the Spirit. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I want to, is, is that in uh, Jude where he says praying in the yeah, building up your building because, yourself up on your most holy faith? Yeah, there's your an immune system thing. That's true. Um, you know, there's just so many ways to pray in the Bible. Yeah. And um, what if you decided during this time, read that. Okay, Jude, um, this is uh, verse 20. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, so um, a couple things here. Um so praying in the Holy Ghost build, edifies or builds you up. Um, that's good. Yes. Uh, another thing is that Paul said, um, talking to the church at Corinth, he said that when you pray in tongues, you give thanks well. That's right. You know, he was talking about, well, you give thanks well, but another person is not edified because they don't know what you're saying. But for yourself, think about it. You could give thanks to the Lord by praying in tongues. Mm-hmm. So there's many things. Here's some benefits. You can... Now, the purpose is to power to witness. Yes. But a benefit of tongues is uh, you speak secrets to God That's right. that even the devil can't hear. Yeah. Uh, you can build yourself up, mm-hmm. praying in the Holy Ghost. You give thanks well, praying in tongues. Yeah. Um, you can be an intercessor. Yes. Now, that's a powerful ministry right there that we've almost forgotten, I think. I know. That there are people, you know, you know, hey, this is a great time to become a powerful intercessor. Yes, it is. To say, Lord, I'm going to take the next. And if you're not used to doing it, you know, don't try to be, you know, I don't know, conquer the world and fight, you know, and, 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 and do everything uh, at once. But maybe just say, Lord, I want you to use me for the next five minutes. Yes. Or ten minutes mm-hmm. or fifteen. Sure. And then just build it up. You know, yeah. pretty soon you'll find yourself praying three hours and you didn't even realize. 
That's right. But you just pray, be an intercessor. Mm-hmm. And um, say, Lord, I'm here I am stuck in my home at, uh, you know, 301 North uh, Pine Street and wherever, yes. <laughs> wherever, nowhere, USA, uh, town of no insignificance or what, no significance, I mean. And um, here I am, Lord, stuck here in the um, quarantine situation. Right. What can I do for your kingdom? And, uh, boy, you can say, I'm, I'm going to be an intercessor. That's true. And, Lord, I'm going to just pray what I know to pray. And then and then I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to use me to pray in those utterances of Romans 8, right. 26. They cannot be uttered in articulate speech. I'm going to pray that out, right? Yeah. And then you'll be, you'll find yourself maybe with us like a burden on your heart. Mm-hmm. Brother Hagin said that one time he was praying and he started shouting out, lost, lost, I'm lost, I'm lost. And he thought, well, I'm not lost. I'm a Christian. I'm saved. I'm, Jesus is in my heart. But he was crying out on behalf of the lost as if they're, as if he's lost. Right. I know my mother has had symptoms come on her of illnesses that she knew she didn't have. Right. Because it was sudden, it was during prayer. And, uh, she would have, one time she had a choking spell. And she thought she was choking. Mm-hmm. And she realized it wasn't her. She was breathing fine. But it was a sensation of choking. Right. And there was a young man in another, in another city in another state. She was in Oklahoma. This happened in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And there was a young man. His father had passed away. And he had become so distraught that he had ruptured something in his throat, crying mm-hmm. and carrying on. And um, ended up in the ER and almost died. And that was exactly what my mother felt, and it was at the same time. Mm-hmm. She was interceding on his behalf wow. with those symptoms. Well, that might freak you out to hear Praise something God. like that, but, you know, there's nothing to be afraid of. No. But sometimes you'll feel, sometimes I think if we're walking through the house and all of a sudden we feel a little sadness mm-hmm. or something, sometimes that that's a clue to pray and say, Lord, someone's sad. Yeah. Someone's depressed. Someone's blue. Right. Who is that? I'm going to pray for them. Yeah. And sometimes the Lord will show you and sometimes he won't. That's true. These are just practical tips. <laughs> you know, you could actually start being a powerful intercessor during this time. Oh yeah. For sure. You get hooked on it. You won't want to, <laughs> you don't want to stop. That's right. Working with this. What else can you share, babe? Well, I think that, um, you know, I can call I, her babe. She's my babe. <laughs> I um, have had some situations in prayer like that that yes. that uh, turned out to have beautiful results. Yeah. Um, I remember a time where um, I was praying uh, in the spirit, put on all my makeup. Now this was in the 1980s, early 80s, and um, uh, a young gal in our church that. Um, was in high school, she came to my mind, and all of a sudden the Spirit of God said, um, they're, they're, they're trying to draw her into lesbianism. Mm. Now, I had never even thought about any of that. You know, it wasn't my mind, it was my spirit. And so um, I continued to pray in the Spirit, and the Spirit mm-hmm. of the Lord said, you know, I want you to pray with her about this. Well, I, I didn't even know really how to approach it. Yeah. But the next time at church, you know, I said, can I talk to you for a minute? And this is kind of what the Spirit of God told me. And she said, well, she said, I've been in uh, 
playing tennis and tennis team and she said, you know, these these girls that had gotten involved in this are trying to draw me into that lifestyle. Yeah. And I'm not that. Right. You know, and she had been kind of battling, wow. um, uh, you know, peer pressure, yes. et cetera. And so, um, you know, the spirit, and I would never have known that in right. a million years. Right. But the spirit of God cared for her, you know, right. and, and didn't want her dragged into something she didn't want any, any part of. And um, so it, the situation turned around, and you know she's happily married today, and yeah, you know amen. doing really well. So um, I think that the Spirit of God can show us so much right. when we get in the Spirit by, yes. by praying in the Spirit, right, right, and helping others that way. Um, that's so good. Uh, Kenneth Hagin used to say uh, too that uh, the fastest way he knew to get in the Spirit would would be by the entrance way of praying in other tongues. Yeah. And um, and then uh, Oral Roberts uh, encouraged us all to uh, interpret our tongue. Yes. You know, and you can do that too. And that's a whole other lesson, I think. Yeah. But the gifts of the Spirit, it's, it's kind of the gateway to the gifts of the Spirit. And, that's right. And all kinds of things, you know. Amen. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, praise the Lord. We encourage you to do that. And... Uh, if you know, if if you've never been filled with the Spirit, you could be filled right now tonight. Yeah, couldn't couldn't they? Oh, absolutely. Well, why don't you pray for okay. folks maybe that would like either to be filled or to become more proficient in okay. the things of the Spirit? Yes. Well, Father, we just come to you. We thank you for everyone listening right now, and we know uh, that you put this on our heart tonight to teach and to encourage uh, Christians to be filled with the Holy Ghost to overflowing, just like they were in the book of Acts. So if there's uh, ones out there right now that would like to be filled, we just pray now that you touch them by your Spirit, that they um, ask you, and the minute they ask you, we know, Father, that you hear and answer their prayer, that they're filled, and then because they're filled, they can begin to speak in other tongues. In Jesus' name, name. Amen. amen.